A non-ordinary life requires a non-ordinary approach. Welcome to Sears Edge. My name is Juliette Trinka, and I'm here as your guide in living the full adventure and abundance that you came here to live. During my 20 years of practicing as a shaman, I've helped thousands of leaders to unlock their full potential and actualize their vision. What I know is that ritual, leadership, magic, and wealth are intrinsically woven together. This podcast is a discovery of living the full mystery of who you are while opening to deeper trust in life than you've ever allowed. Learn how you can make your quantum leap with us at getlifemastery.com. Welcome, everybody. I am so excited to see where the medicine takes us today. I am here with the incredible Sarah Noble, someone that I experience as a revolutionary in full aliveness through the lens of intuition. Sarah, more than almost anyone I've ever met, has a willingness to turn towards what all of our habitual uh, tendencies would have us turning away from. Her love is fierce and mighty and tender and beautiful. And um, I just know everything that comes through her today is going to be such a blessing. So welcome, Sarah. So good to have you. Thank you, Juliet. It's so good to be here and just such beautiful words to fall upon me. Thank you. I want to invite your intuition right away Do you feel like you would love to lead us in a brief centering or would you love to dive right into some questions? I always love a moment to pause and (laughs) go within. So yes, thank you. Mm. So just close your eyes if it feels comfortable or have a low gaze and just take a moment to feel your sitting bones on the surface that you are sitting on. Or maybe it's your feet as they are walking along the earth. Wherever you are, just pause to feel yourself here in this moment, in this body. And just allow your awareness to drift into your heart. Feel the love that lives inside there. The love you have to share. And the love you have to receive. And just as you're breathing here. I welcome you into this conversation and my wish, my prayer, my hope is that it changes something for you, awakens something in you and allows something new to happen in your life. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you so much. That was so beautiful. Amazing. Okay. So as I was preparing for our time today, I thought it might be really juicy to hear from you what you think people really get wrong about intuition. Like, what's the thing that is the misunderstanding that you see coming again and again? Especially lately, I feel that we look outside of ourselves. And it's just another way that we are searching for validation outside of ourselves. We 
want an answer to a question, we are looking for a decision, and rather than turn inward and really pause to listen to what is the wisdom that our life has given us already and is inside us, we're still turning outward. We're still asking guides or angels or animals, what, what's the answer? What should I do? And I feel the wisdom really lives inside us already. It's, it's not listening for a voice outside ourselves. It's listening to the voice that's within. Mm-hmm. And it's strengthening that voice that really builds our intuition. And so for me, I've been seeing it come up more and more lately where this ability to trust our intuition is really an ability to trust ourselves. Yeah, that's so massive. When I'm doing work in all the spaces that I do, it's so interesting to me how often, like when you really boil it down, it is that trust piece. And there's like a million different ways that we could language it. So I think it's really valuable to have this kind of perspective that working consciously with your intuition is a deepening in your self-trust. Yeah. I love that. Do you actually have a funny story about like when you chose to honor your intuition in kind of a wild way and it it did something humorous? I have lots of stories where it's more like initiation of fire. <laughs> sure. But I love this the slant of like, what is a humorous story? I'd have to say if I'm bringing in humor, it probably lands somewhere in the realm of like my kids and the form of a cosmic joke where I'll I'll say something to them that is not coming from my intuition or not coming from my grounded um, place. And they'll reflect back to me something that's pretty in alignment or profound. And then I'll say, where did you learn that? And they'll say, from you. You told me that, you know, so it's like when I do come from that place of wisdom or intuition, they they pick up on that. And then they also are able to recognize when I'm not coming from that place and then give me something back. And I always find it pretty humorous when they do that. Yeah. Well, and I love how that ties in because I was also just thinking about, you know, the the frequencies that we really orient towards in this podcast are impact freedom and abundance. And so I like in what you're saying, I'm seeing a relationship between all three, that there is actually a relationship between intuition, humor, and impact, right? Because Mm -hmm. your choice to live in relationship with your intuition is having an impact on your kids. I mean, it's having a much bigger impact than that, but that's, that's not trivial. What are other ways that you recognize that intuition has an impact or influences our capacity to impact in ways that maybe most people don't think about? The more I have connected in with the internal wisdom, with my intuition, and then I show up in my life, there's a really big capacity to pause and I think it's in those pauses that so much change happens because we're not reacting. We're not just jumping to a conclusion or jumping to a decision, but there's that moment of pause that allows love to come in. And then the choice that happens, the decision, the words that come out of my mouth, there's just so much more to them. 
they have more quality, they have more life, they have more impact on everybody that's around me. Mm-hmm. And it is that deepening point into that, into the intuition that has really given me a capacity to pause. Yeah. Do you have a particular story about that that you could share? I have recently gone through a separation and divorce. And <laughs> when I um, was getting therapy around my part of what was happening and getting coaching and getting support, I was asked, and this was quite a number of years ago, I was asked, well, what happens from the moment that your husband says something triggering and then you respond? And I looked at them confused. What, what do you mean? And they're like, the, the, the moment, the pause that happens between what he says and what you say. And I'm like, I still don't understand what you're talking about. And it, it, I didn't even have the capacity to understand that there was a pause in that moment. It was just instantaneous for me. Mm-hmm. And so now, flash forward, you know, a decade, <laughs> as I'm going through this divorce process and now completed, <laughs> that pause allows for freedom. It allows for when something is said for me to pause And life is different inside that pause because I don't say the things anymore. I don't create a situation that feels anxious or feels uncomfortable to me. It's just that pause gives me freedom to allow spirit to come in and work out the details of whatever's going to happen after something has been said or something happens. And it takes away my need to control the situation or my need to feel this gripping sense of if I don't do something, I don't know what's going to happen. And it gives the space inside there for really intuition to come in, for spirit to come in, and for a different life to unfold in front of me. I'm feeling a couple things in what you're saying. The first is a reflection on my own relationship with my husband because years and years ago, there was just like this really pivotal moment where I recognized that his energetic architecture is that he needs to connect to what, to life, right? To the people outside of him, to what feels like other in order to connect to himself. Like that's how he does it. And my energetic architecture is the opposite. If I'm not connected to myself, I really can't connect to anything else. And so I'm just like feeling this, this practice or this allowance of a pause as like such a, a stand for like, am I connected to myself? What's the quality of the connection to myself? Do I hear my inner voice? And I think that's just really, really beautiful. And the other thing that I'm noticing is how the words that you're sharing to me sound so much like surrender, which... I mean, I just want to clarify for any of our listeners, not synonymous with giving up, not synonymous with walking away, but exactly what you're talking about for a new life to unfold, to retract the claws, to let God in and to let yourself in. That's amazing. Yeah, it makes me think like in those moments when we're gripping and when we're not allowing for that pause, there's 
there's just this sense of control that doesn't allow it's like an abandoning that's the word right like i would abandon myself and run and hide and then this almost like other version of me is out here having this conversation and so really having it be that surrender and that turning towards me allows for the truth of me to be available in that conversation and my heart and the parts of me that used to be abandoned like in real life, there was an abandoning. And that part of me now knows that she's never abandoned, that she always has me and I'm I'm always on her side and we're in it together. And because of that, she can sort of curl up and just snuggle with her little stuffy while I'm the one having the conversation. Yeah, so this, this brings me to um, gate 38 in the Gene Keys. Um, which sometimes people call the purposeful fighter. Mm. And yeah, you you have a, a really intimate knowledge and experience of this gate. And, and I feel like I hear its essence in what you're talking about in this, this unity and this love of the little girl who never needs to be abandoned again. Can you yeah. say more about how that interweaves with intuition for you. Yeah, it was a real turning point in my life when I connected in with that jinky and it helped me see something different. I've always fought and <laughs> and in so much of my life I was fighting against or fighting for the wrong thing or not knowing how to fight but being out there sort of just wildly trying to get by. And I was also made wrong for this desire to fight and have this passion and this fieriness. So there was this part of it, I was always trying to change her. I was always trying to hide her, make her quiet, just, just be nice, just <laughs> And realizing that actually that's who I came here to be was liberating because all of a sudden, I was able to see the conscious side of the unconscious system or pattern that I was living inside of. So being able to see that I am here to fight for things, that I am here to be passionate and fiery about the things that mean a lot to me. And intuition has been such a journey, such a deepening journey into me that that I could turn that passion and fighting for bringing that like as using it as an ally to fight for intuition for myself, because so much of life outside of me used to tell me who I was and the people, the places, the things, the circumstances dictated for me what I was capable of. And by really bringing my intuition online, I suppose, right? Like I, I developed it. I wasn't born having a connection to it, but this developing and deepening into it allowed for my purpose to have a voice, allowed for the fighter to have a voice. The warrioress archetype was also part of this journey. And now she has something that is worth fighting for. In my own journey, I recognized that I, 
I don't know if it was naivety, but I guess I made an assumption that if something was overtly spiritual, that it was automatically telling the truth and it was correct. Mm-hmm. And so there was a ton of conditioning that amplified and kind of doubled down on conditioning that I already had about what it meant to be a genuinely spiritual woman of service. And usually that meant that you shouldn't care about money. You probably shouldn't even have too much money. Um, and you should be very peaceful, right? Very calm, very tranquil, very even. Um, and that was, uh, there was another layer of initiation that was available for me in recognizing that that is a bunch of BS, that that's not what a real genuine spiritual life is about. So I'm just knowing this part of you that that needs to raise her spear. I'm just curious if you encountered that along the way. Yeah, very much so. And thank you for bringing that <laughs> around in a different way. Um, it's making me think of, um, you know, my upbringing was more religious and the God of those religions was very punishing. Mm-hmm. And so coming around in my you know, late 20s to a yoga mat and learning about different versions of God, like a loving God, a compassionate God, a forgiving God. That that was a changing point, a deepening point in what the spiritual journey meant. And yet it still was about be like meditation, being quiet, learning to um, you know, have a different relationship with your thoughts. But I don't feel that I got a lot of training inside of like, well, the the bad thoughts, they're okay too, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like there was a lot of wrong and right still. And so really living inside of that duality and the conditioning that I lived inside of, of not allowing this part of me to be expressed. And then here I am wanting to be very Zen and yoga-like and you know, do it namaste and all the the things that are still very calm and very mellow. And it didn't have a place for that fighter still. And lots of conditioning around money um, with spirituality of, you know, I remember reading a book about, it was a historical fiction but about nuns when they were cloistered, when they were kept pretty like in captivity almost. And that was how they were allowed to have a relationship with God. Like it wasn't real. It wasn't alive. And no money involved in that, right? You live inside these four walls and we give you food and this is how you live in service to God. So, so much deconditioning around having a spiritual business where I'm serving and I don't have to run myself ragged and I don't have to feel bad about wanting to live a life that is sustainable and that is abundant and that is full of richness and travel and my fun with my kids. And then also showing up fully devoted to helping others on their intuitive journey and their spiritual path. It was a lot that I had to merge there. And it was excruciating at times. I mean, we've had some conversations about that and you know how deep those those wounds and those stories, I mean, they sometimes when they would come out, there was a real visceral and um, 
like energetic shift and movement of tears and yeah. noises and things like that as they were just coming out of me and being transformed and transmuted. It was really incredible to have the privilege to witness those transformations in you, the, at least the ones since I've known you and had a, a seat at your table. <laughs> and is there anything that you would want to say, whether whether you like look at it through the lens of your former self or a woman who's at that place, who's right on the edge of like really honoring the intuitive voice that she feels within herself, especially when it comes to things like this, like being who she is as a spiritual leader, running her business the way that actually feels joyful to her, like, and you were calling <laughs> from like, you know, I, I love visualization. So like, I see this woman at the edge of a cliff and you've got wings and maybe they're rainbow and like, what would you say to her if she's contemplating like taking the jump of going all in on her intuition? It is just the most magical and expansive, joyful, liberating experience. And it's such a deepening of love to just jump off that cliff. And I think I got these words from you. Like for me, it was always jump off the cliff and see like I'll be caught. Mm -hmm. And you said, jump off the cliff, see how high you can fly. I was like, oh, I'm all in on that. <laughs> like yeah. this is a whole different journey off the cliff. Mm -hmm. And I connect that in with intuition because it is the thing that will help you fly. Mm -hmm. It's a source of energy. It's a source of trust, a source of aliveness that it's like, I feel it like um, a quality or like a texture of life that changes when you deepen that relationship with yourself. And yes, like, you know, I, I talk a lot about intuition. For me, it's embodied intuition is the For way sure. that I experience it. And yet I also do have a very wide array of unseen support and outward expression of what that internal journey has given me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that so much. If somebody wanted, okay, so they're at the cliff and they're like, okay, Sarah, I hear you. I'm doing it. I'm jumping right now. I want to grow wings. Um, and they wanted to find out more about you and how they could work with you or learn about this approach or this way of living. Where should they go? You can find me at sarahnoble.com. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook at The Modern Day Intuitive. And my new website is launching next week. And there's, yeah, it's so exciting. I'm just loving the process of really deepening everything in my life. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be an amazing free gift on there called Ignite Your Intuition. So nice. <laughs> I'm super excited. Yeah, it it has been really inspiring to create in this way and only choose to do the things I love. Like it has lit me up in this whole process because other people are doing the things that they're amazing at. And then they're giving me the things to do that I'm amazing at. And the whole process has just been magic. Yeah. I'm so glad that that came through you. As you know, I'm a huge 
stand for that. And I also know that our beliefs are reflected in our reality. So I continue to see it. It's whether it's myself or whether it's the people around me, when we have the courage to only do what we love. And if we want to do something, but we don't love it to find out why. Um, and if we don't really want to do something to give ourselves the grace to realize that we don't have to, like your life works, your business works. But when we're trying to play by a rule book that is like, was it written by us? Not, not delivered from our soul. Um, it, it tends to kind of suck. <laughs> yeah, very yeah. much so. Thank this you so is much for embodying that because I, I really feel it in you. And even when I'm on um, Instagram, which is like, I can't wait to check out your website, but mostly I see you on Instagram, right? Like I can just feel it. I can feel it through what's coming in your posts. Like it has that integrity of, of love. Yeah, I'm a stand for being more love and helping others to find that in their lives for themselves on their journey just in so many ways so many layers beautiful well to bring it to a close um i'll just share with all of our listeners and viewers that i believe that if you're meant to work with sarah to connect and be served by her medicine you already know that so do not hesitate go find out go check it out and dive in take the leap yes i would love to have you Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you, Juliet.